It's the KV Pod. Let's get it. So, musician pet peeve. I don't know if people feel like feel this about like other related things, but when I used to make songs and like record them and produce them and you're like, Hey, can I show you this song I'm working on? And people are like, Yeah, sure. And you start playing it for them and they start talking oh, either, that's, yeah, that's either about it or to you. You know what I mean? They're just like, Oh, hey, so and then this reminds me of dude, this. Yeah. And they start talking through the track you're trying to show them. You're like, okay. And then the track ends like, oh, well, that was good. You're like, you didn't, I know for a fact you didn't hear any of that. <laughs> that would be a non-musician. Dude, probably. you'd be surprised. Really? It's just yep. ama- I, a lot of musicians, friends, but not a lot of music producer friends. They don't like realize what they're listening for. They just think, oh, it's a song. And they don't think about like what went into the song oh yeah not realizing that my favorite part of the track as a producer was like the echo delay in verse two on the background vocals yeah. right like they don't know yeah but meanwhile i'm going you just missed my favorite part because you were talking yeah <laughs> anyway i haven't i haven't experienced that but i somehow that resonates with me i get it i'm sure there are correlations to other art forms like someone's like hey Look at my painting. Look at my drawing. And someone's like, oh, yeah, well, look, like the ocean. You're like, okay, yeah, but. Or the other one is just like, when it's, it's like maybe it's abstract art, it's, and they're like thinking like, huh, I could have done that, or that kind of thing. Oh, just gosh, like, yeah. What did you just do? Speculate with stuff? <laughs> Speculate with stuff. Trying to think like with teaching it or even writing. I mean, I, I get this too with writing when people are like, oh, yeah, I like that you said this. And it's like this totally tangential thing that's not supposed to be the main point. And you're like, oh, I guess. I'm glad you like that. Okay, cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah. What would it be with teaching? Like, what would be the correlation there? You get the summers off. What's the big deal? Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's it. Well, that resonates right <laughs> away. Is that right the away. same kind of thing, though? That's not a... I don't know. It could be like, hey, I just tried this really cool... teaching is an easy cool... job because you get summers off. Or, hey, I just tried this project and it went really good. It's like, oh, well, that reminds me of when I did this project. And these kids are like, You're, you don't even know what project I'm talking about. It's like, oh, well, when I used to teach that, it's like... <laughs> oh, you're just a glorified babysitter, right? I had a student tell me that once. I'm like... I'm giving you chemistry homework. What babysitter? Yeah. Do you- <laughs> Please introduce me to your babysitter. Yeah, I was like, I, Who was how can you say that? Hey, while your parents That's are away awesome. on a date, let's go ahead and uh, get out our slates. Yeah. So fun fact, though, the nerd that I am, I actually did do math with my kids that I babysat. Let's go. I taught them. I taught them Farkle, the dice game. Was that because oh, you just wanted wow. them to go to sleep at on no, time? No, no, it's literally because <laughs> I like love nerd. Farkle, and I was like, oh, and we can work on your math and your carrying in addition. Wow, yeah, that's a true teacher and right there. Farkle, what a great word. Have you ever played Farkle, Jake? I have not played Farkle. Don't but feel Farkle bad. Farkle sounds like a really great <laughs> game. Sorry, I just need to <laughs> keep saying Farkle times, a couple you? times. <laughs> Francisco. <laughs> Francisco Farkle. <laughs> 
Francisco know, elf. That's a good word. Francisco. Ooh, that's fun to say. Francisco. If Farkle is way more fun. Buddy the Elf had no idea what he was talking about. Yeah. I haven't Farkle. seen that movie in a while. But that actually is now like a classic family story because apparently Cult classic. Bob watched Elf for the first time at yeah, like the Seasmeyer Christmas or Thanksgiving. 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 Yeah. And we weren't there. It was year we were at my family. But literally someone sent us a video of Bob sitting and just laughing hysterically what? at Elf. Like and dying. he'd never he seen it before. He is only... That's awesome. 15 years late to the party. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. And it was like on in the background. So like people were doing their stuff. But then well, because they've seen it 15 times. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. he's sitting there like riveted laughing. Like, oh my gosh. That's yeah. so good. My dad doesn't watch movies. He watches Discovery Channel and TLC when my mom has the remote. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I guess That's he watches impressive. movies with us. He loves like the, the gold miner shows. Really? And Deadliest Catch. Oh yeah, classic dad move. You know, that just is, like does he wear his white New Balances liner. while he watches this? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah no, you make amazing. a joke, but <laughs> no, he yeah. has white New Balances, oh, yeah. and his shirt is tucked in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we to his cargo shorts. <laughs> yes, uh, sometimes. on summer days. Sometimes, Normally, okay. it's, he's jeans. He wears jeans. He's pretty jeans. much. We're okay. gonna send you guys the video of was it Adam? Sand- not Adam Sandler. Who is it? Oh, what's the guy yeah, who yeah, played yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine? Uh, Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg also starts with the A and S. Um, uh-huh. Of him becoming a dad, and it talks about how all of a sudden he was how drawn other to parents talk to like upcoming, up and coming parents. Well, also how all of a sudden he's a dad, and he's like, "Wow, those New Balances look really great. They match <laughs> every outfit." Yeah. And all I have to do is just pop them on and start talking about tucking in a shirt to be like, hey, I like that tucked in shirt, bro. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like how hilarious. dad jokes suddenly become like necessary and funny to you as like as a dad. Like that's why yeah. they call them dad jokes. Yeah. Like suddenly I, I have found myself saying an an obscene amount of dad jokes in the last I do it to my five students. years of my life. Yeah. Here's my question though. <laughs> do you explain your jokes to your kids? Mm, only if only to be annoying, like in a sarcastic kind of overbearing like, way. Like if they don't laugh, it's <laughs> like, do you guys get it? Because and then they're like, oh, please get out of here, Mr. Coffin. Yeah, I no, just stop. wondered because <laughs> I have a friend who at dinner. Oh well, I'll just I'll rat him out. They listen to the podcast. Hey guys, John Shipman. <laughs> when I lived with them, he would Name tell dropped. he would tell a dad joke at the dinner table, and. All the kids would just be like, uh-huh. and he'd be like, "No, don't you get it? It's funny because." And then he'd like explain the <laughs> no, whole thing. No, we got it. We're just not laughing. <laughs> no, it was just so great. Well, because like some of the kids were young enough that no, they didn't get it. So he like literally was like explaining teaching it, it to them, explaining. I it think to explaining. Them. And it, I was like, "This is yeah, amazing." That might be the antithesis. <laughs> exactly. Of the joke, but- it made it even. But he did it in such a way that it was like even more dad jokey because now he's like dad explaining it oh let's go oh yeah Gosh. brilliant he's on, dad model. Yeah. he's on to something dad explaining is one level above mansplaining, mansplaining. or below oh one below. Be below 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 it's below yeah in a Which good makes way it above in a good Which way no, dad explaining <laughs> there's some there's some hallmark <laughs> classics of dad explaining like like uh you know don't force it. Don't force it. You know, that's like uh, that's like the echoing thing in my mind. That's why I couldn't open the screen door this morning because my dad's voice this this evening, I should say, my dad's voice is like resounding in my head like, nope, don't pull any harder on the screen door. Don't force it. 
Don't nice. force it. It's probably locked. And then Shalene just opens the door because it was open. Oh, it's like, which, oh, so I should have should have forced it. <laughs> which, by the way, if that's ever the problem, we just learned from Grandpa, instead of pulling down, you push up. <sighs> because there's two consecutive door handles that are levers. Are you dad's planning this to no, you? No, <laughs> this, now sure. he's mansplaining it to you. Oh, We've entered the other Sorry, room. Sorry, I, I got it wrong. Right. I genuinely think you, I mean, do you get it? I don't know. Do you get <laughs> it? No, no, no. Just, just commit. Just commit to it. <laughs> See, like, now I'm trying to, See, like, check. See, now he feels bad about explaining right. it to me. I do feel bad. No yeah. explaining is safe now. There we go. Wait, no, Wait. N- no, no comma explanation. explanation. No, okay. <laughs> it's no explanation. No comma. Is safe. No comma. No comma. Scene comma. Scene comma. Is that Spanish? <laughs> like, part of it is, but it's also Latin. Like scene, like what's it, like the fonts that are called like. This conversation is <laughs> falling apart. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but sin, I think scene scene. Is yeah, Spanish for you, no. I don't know. No, I know that it is seen as Spanish yeah. for without. Well, then why are you asking me? Because <laughs> you were just like glowing, like I said a Spanish word, and I was like, no. is, that, "Is that what you mean?" No, I like the. There's also in fonts. Sans. Serif. Sans. Oh, sans. Sans. Serif. Sans. That's French for without. Oh! Yes, sans. Yes, we're so multicultural. Sans serif, yes. <laughs> Unintentionally. <laughs> anyway, that's what I meant to say. Sans, comma, scene, comma. Yeah, I must have, my brain must have obviously knew that that was the Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, yeah, yeah, American, sans. So we have plenty of those American, sans like, foreign words. Here, like, our take on them, like, for example, there's a road here. Oh, yes, this is absolutely <laughs> dad's planning, and I'll own it. But there is, in fact, a road here in Tucson that if you say it the way that it's actually supposed to be said, you actually get ridiculed. I actually first experienced this in San Diego. There's a road that is clearly a, a, a Mexican name, and it's J-A-M-A-C-H-A. Looks like Hamacha, right? Uh, yeah. Hamacha, right? At least. Right. No, no. I say Hamacha because, uh, silly me, I'm actually trying to say it like the way you'd say it in, in Spanish. Spanish. And all the locals in San Diego are laughing at me. And anybody in San Di- from San Diego listening to this podcast is already knows where I'm going with this. You can't even guess how they actually say it in San Diego. It's, Jamaica. no, Jake, you silly goose. It's That's Hamashaw. Yikes. Oh. Hamashaw. <laughs> No, but I'm the idiot who doesn't know the name of the road. I'm like, Hamasha. that's clearly not Hamasha. Well, you know what kills me here? Tankaverde, Palaverde. Palaverde! Oh, it's no. that. Yeah, so if you say Palaverde, everyone's going to look at you like, oh, Our okay. Tanque Verde. Yeah. Because the last time <laughs> yeah. that I was Tanque here yeah. in 2019 and was like, what are those trees? And they go, Tank, uh, the, the Palaverdes. Pal- <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Verde? Really? The, the- no, if you say it the right way, you're Palaverde. wrong. Yeah. You yeah. say it the right way, you're wrong. Like, Every oh. time I say it, still, they've colonized I feel that wrong. word. Like, yeah. yeah. They're like, <laughs> they showed up on their exactly three ships and they're like, we're taking this. <laughs> In the exactly desert, they is. showed up on their three ships. Yeah. That's why it's yes. even better. <laughs> it's more dramatic. <laughs> well, it was funny. I don't know. I don't know if we're talking about the same thing. We were at breakfast with people and it came up and I was like, and I, well, I made a comment of like, Oh yeah, Palo Verde. That's like kind of weird. And then like everyone looked at me like, oh, like, well, how would you say it in Spanish? Like, and then it just like for oh, a no. split second, I was like, whoa, they like, 
didn't even occur to them. like this. That is it was just, actually a Spanish is, name. Or that, yeah, it's just like it would be very different. And I was like, Palo Verde? And they're like, oh, yeah, you'd roll the R, wouldn't you? I'm like, and pronounce every vowel yeah, different. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Verde. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Is it a single L? P-A-L-O? Yeah. P-A-L-O. Okay. Because I thought it was double L, so I'm like, that's totally... Pio. Pio Verde. We're like, Palo Verde. Okay. All right. That's slightly Which, fun fact, Palo Palo is stick. So it's literally a green stick. It's green stick, which they're not wrong. They are not. That's an aptly named tree. Yeah, literally. And then, fun fact, in Spanish, chopstick is palillo, which literally is just little sticks. There's little sticks. Again, aptly named. Which, similarly, you guys also have the Rito River. Yeah. Which Rito is, is, is how we say it. Get with it. But it's like Little River. It's the Little River River. It's a Little River River. Yeah. It's the Little That's River. Cute. We were passing by somewhere, driving home from home group. Oh, and it was Ventana Oeste. And I was like, that's West Window. Yeah. That's the name of those three subdivisions. But it sounds better in Why? Spanish. It does. It sounds fancier yes, it in Spanish. And we live in the West, so well, this is the closer. Okay, so we don't have all the Spanish things oh, that we're killing. But in Missouri, it's always the jokes of, like, we have a Milan, Missouri. Yep. Instead of Milan. Oh. Like, Milan. What others? Our state is right so many. Don't for you sales. Have- Oh, yes, we have Versailles. And don't you dare say it with a French accent, Jake. (laughs) It is Versailles. You can't say Versailles. No, it is not Versailles. Um, There is no Versailles. It's like Casa Grande. Casa Grande. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. You cannot call it Casa Grande because it's not Casa Grande. No. You know what? Casa Grande. I don't even think my Hispanic friends say Casa Grande for the city Casa Grande. They say Casa Grande because. Nobody That's knows what, what you're is. talking yeah. about if you don't say Casa yeah. Grande. Well, we have a Cairo. What's wrong with us, guys? What? In <laughs> like, Missouri. Like, what instead of like Cairo, it's, it's, it's literally Cairo. pronounced Cairo, but it's spelled Cairo. Don't you guys have a Mexico, Missouri, too? No. Yes, we, we have, do have a Mexico, Missouri. This is when it really shouldn't be a free country, right? Someone needs to be in charge of making <laughs> sure that we say these names appropriately. Say it right. Say it right. And say this right. is coming from a creative Everyone just writing? lost their free speech. <laughs> Person? Whoa. That's Whoa. I know, right? How do you uh, feel about language and its changing forms? Where do oh, you man. fall on that whole Someone, debate? Someone, oh, the whole thing you know it's actually kind of funny as i was literally just reading a book today or flipping through it i've read it before but there's a book called dryer's english written by the copy chief of random house who wrote this kind of like fun actually very entertaining um you guys are nodding at me like oh wow a language book is entertaining no, sure i'm genuinely uh-huh. it, it I'm is here. actually very funny <laughs> we just talked to a friend in des moines who's reading a book about words and it, like i would read that book yeah like words, 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 words to quote Hamlet. But um, <laughs> anyway, Benjamin Dreyer kind of goes off on this little um, tangential spree about how the English language is really, as a language, even its history is just, it, it is famous for it just kind of acquires rules as it mm-hmm. goes and it makes rules, but no one actually enforces those rules. Mm-hmm. So then the rules become obsolete. And he kind of griped about like, uh, nobody's job really seems to be you know making sure that this language doesn't you know totally just fall apart fall apart so even the rules of english language are like more like we just sincerely hope that you follow these guidelines for the sake of our sanity but otherwise it's like 
rules are meant to be broken. Like one of the dumbest rules upon which I will not put is up with which I will not put. That's the uh, sentences yeah. can't end with a preposition, right? Like we all yeah. like raise your oh, hand. We oh, all oh, oh. learned when we were in grade school, like never end a sentence with a preposition. And it's right. until you say like, that's a rule up with which I will not put. You're like, okay, yeah, that's a dumb rule. Like, cause well, and, and we always say, like, hey, where are you at? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, where if we, like, that's technically. Yeah. Brian it's Regan technically has a little correct, thing. But it's <laughs> terrible sounding. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, There's lots of things that we say that could just be safely gotten rid of, like, in order to. Mm-hmm. You could just say two. Well, the other day, I actually, okay, because Did you I, find an exception? No, no, I'm no. So no, I'm just, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm not that cool. I just, I taught eighth grade English a couple years ago, and that was actually really good for me to go back and, like, I'm it a grammar is. nerd and I love it, it's but to good. go back and teach it, I was like, Get the refresher. Oh, man. So just I the other day. I speak wrong. <laughs> yeah. I speak yeah. wrongly. <laughs> I speak wronger. Wronger. <laughs> yeah, but Daniel and I were driving, and I was like, "Yeah, I really love doing life alongside of you." And then, like, it was a really tender moment. And then I was like, "No, get rid of the of. I really enjoyed doing life alongside you. Of is unnecessary." And then I was like, "I'm sorry, I'm ruining Live the moment." Live copy. <laughs> no, editing. literally, I was just like, "Alongside of is redundant, and you don't need all those prepositions like alongside." He's like, and, "Moment yeah. dead." Daniel's like, "I really appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Thank you." Yeah. That really I changed the impact it made on me. I was what I was going to do with all those extra prepositions. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, one of the preachers at our church says, on the inside of, oh. a lot. Oh, no. So, like, on inst- the instead ins- of, like... Whoa, that's... It's so on many the more prepositions could in that phrase than there are anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. On the inside of. You've got three prepositions and an article. Woot. Yeah. Woo. That is a beastly that's phrase. That's fun. I love grammar. The other fun thing about Missouri that I had to mention is we have a Houston, Missouri in Texas County in the state of Missouri. Sorry. Oh, say it again. Say it again. Houston, Missouri in Texas County, which is in the state of Missouri. Yikes. You know, they also have a Mexico, Missouri. So hold on. So there's a Cairo. There's a Versailles. Yes. I'm saying them all wrong. Oh, and we have Milan. Milan. And we have La Plata. Oh, yeah. La Plata. Yeah. So did like Missouri just decide like we're just gonna take the names we like in the world, say them wrong, put them in this state. Well then there's Paris, Missouri. There's Paris, Missouri, there's Louisiana, Missouri. That's messed up. There's Kansas City, right? Isn't there a Kansas or something like that? Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, Yeah. Kansas City, Missouri. Which now that you mention it, it's kinda weird. We have a Kansas City in Missouri. (laughs) But I mean it crosses over. It's on the border, so it's half and half. Kansas yeah. City, Kansas, and well, that doesn't make it any better. And then I even found <laughs> out Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri. So the way the That's locals confusing. say it, it's KCK and KC Mo, oh, are the two sides. Yeah, KCK and KC Mo. The locals. I have not heard that. <laughs> oh, you're not local enough, <laughs> apparently. But Daniel is. I know people. Right, I got right. people in KC Mo. I was places. born in multiple places, Shalene. So <laughs> Whoa, That's pretty cool. <laughs> Don't ask me how. Uh, Okay. We, just, that was it's the part of his question. origin story. <laughs> his yeah. Oregon story. Origin story. Oh, I was like, speaking of places. Speaking of geography, his Oregon story. I originated oh. in different, the Northwest. Different than his Oregon story. <laughs> yeah. Which Oregon. I think most don't most Oregon stories end with you died of dysentery. <laughs> Something. Oh, that's no. Oregon Trail. Oh, never mind. Oh God. Wow. Oregon and Oregon sound very Oregon. Oregon. Right. It's true. Organic. 
is it Febu- February or February? February. February. Fe- <laughs> right? February. February. I, is it Wednesday? No, it's Wednesday. Yeah, what is the deal with that? that no, is it's the Wednesday. Oh, yeah, we've been talking about that. You don't say Wednesday. I say Wednesday. That we're going to go out to dinner not. on Wednesday? <laughs> yeah. Go away. You troll. <laughs> I had you there for a second. You're like, yeah, you did. Like, I was like, oh, like I don't want to hurt her feelings, but here we go. <laughs> we're going F-A-B-R-E. down. Wait, what? I missed. Brett Favre. It's, uh, a, it's the Wednesday conundrum. Yes. Right? Like yes. You, you have to just look at a word and go, it's I know Favre. that the way this is spelled makes no sense. Or d'oeuvres. But or I also know that you don't or say it the way it's spelled. Sean Harsh Toodle. Harsh Toodle. <laughs> Charcuterie. Uh, yeah, we were also talking about this with a friend the other week. Do you say comfortable oh, or comfortable? Comfortable. Comfortable. Yeah. See, okay, you say comfortable. It makes me very uncomfortable when people say uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. When they say it correctly or phonetically. No, 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 no. They looked it up. Both are, both are acceptable. It's because everyone. It's I think of like Pride and Prejudice, like uncomfortable. It's like what? Yeah. And we don't you're say. Not we don't yeah. always really Hello. say interested. <laughs> we say interested. Interested. Yep, that's interested. true. Chop an e out of there. We do. We're American, not British. We're American. <laughs> That is interesting. And again, that's actually not to get too geeky with it, but to get geeky with it. Get, get geeky, geeky with, with it. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, let's go. You know what's interesting, though? I'm lost. I do. But continue. It's, this is what creates language is it doesn't matter how it's spelled. If people start saying it a certain way, it really does become oh, yeah. the way you say it. Like mm. what determines the English language? There's no like English language committee. It's like how you say it so one of the the biggest um things i point to in regards to like in real time like how we affect language is we can go that's not a word that's not a word that's not a word we can say don't end sentences with prepositions don't end sentences with prepositions don't end sentences with prepositions and it doesn't matter how many times you make that a rule if people continually disregard the rule and write it it becomes a rule. So right. one of those things was most fun. That used to be, you couldn't say funner or funnest. Silly, though, right? Like, why? Why did we choose fun to not have a, an appropriate superlative? So everyone has disregarded the rule of it's more fun, it's most fun, and they keep saying funner and funnest and funner and funnest. And they do. funner and funnest is now in the dictionary, has been for the past... Six, seven years. Wait, how about this one? How do you guys say that you text someone in past tense? Texted. I texted them. Yes, thank you. Is Whenever I say I texted somebody. He says it's text. There's somebody, not you, honey, but there's somebody. Somebody, <laughs> there's tells there's me, someone. somebody Some else moron. who should be unnamed. <laughs> <laughs> that tells me it's not texted. You text. I was like, no, I definitely texted <laughs> I, it's I, like, I'd no, that's not to, a word. It's text. To inquire to this person, which I'm actually curious as to who you're talking about, but I'd be curious to hear their justification as to, like, why you wouldn't make text past tense texted. Because that actually aligns with so many words yeah. and how they work. I actually can't think of any other EXT words. Verbs. That I would conjugate. Well, the fact that text Currently. is a verb is very strange. Context. I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's a little bit so strange. So you contexted something? <laughs> no. It's not a thing. It's just strange that the word text is a verb to begin with. And maybe that's the issue with it. Yeah. Is that really it's a noun that we've right. verbalized. 
Yeah, Ver- I mean, because it was it was announced. It's verbized. There's actually a send, word for it. It used to be text that. message, right? Yeah. Right. I, I text messages. I text messaging. <laughs> I text messaged someone. Now, obviously, that's well, a huge but see, mouthful. now you did it again because message was a noun. Messaged is sure, but, but like maybe it was you sent the them a, a text, text message. message. You are right. That Ooh, is probably maybe. the real right way to do it. Guys, this is blowing my mind. <laughs> There's a lot happening. I am here. learning so much in this conversation. Lots about Missouri, (laughs) (laughs) lots about the English language, and lots about wrong ways to speak Spanish. This is very enlightening. (laughs) And English. And English. English language. It's good Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Scent. Okay, guys. She's still on it. (laughs) I'm so tired. What is the present tense of scent? Send. Send. Okay, thank you. Woo. I was scared there for so a second. So you live in a place where you say Cairo and Versailles or Versailles. 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 What are you, stupid, Jake? <laughs> Why did you say it like that? <laughs> this guy over here oh, this guy. doesn't even what know how to fool. speak words. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sorry, I'm from Casa Grande. Uh, uh, where are you from? Sorry, that's random. No, but that's like, a great question. Where are you from? Um, I was born in Seaside, California, which right. is essentially Salinas, California. Is that Northern California? Uh, Central. It's like Central. Monterey Bay okay. area. Okay. Um, let's see. I went from there to Big Bear Lake, California, okay. which is in the San Bernardino Mountains. Okay. It's like and the size of Kirksville, kind oh, of. Nice. Very small. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. got a massive tourist community um, at like two distinct different times of year not like kirksville and then you know (laughs) so if you live in big bear you are essentially either a pastor Mm -hmm. you run the ski slopes or you're a business owner i mean like a small business owner i mean that's pretty much what you do if you live Mm -hmm. in big bear from big bear i moved to santa rosa california all right which is a fun fact about santa rosa is charles schultz Grew up there. Yeah. Charles Schultz, like the creator of Peanuts, Charlie Brown. So if you are, if you go to Santa Rosa, which I actually do recommend you go to Santa Rosa, it's a really beautiful city, you'll find random, that's Northern California. So it's probably about 45 minutes north of San Francisco. Okay. All right. If you go to Santa Rosa, you'll find random uh, statues of various Peanuts characters. Nice. And you'll really like Snoopy. And now I'm here in Tucson. Been in Tucson for, with the exception of a brief two-year stint in San Diego for college. I've been in Tucson for s- 17 years now, maybe. Nice. Boy. Hoo-wee. It's pretty good. Yeah, you got to come to Missouri. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've been in Tucson far too long well, no, I'm just it's crazy because I like California and Arizona are very exotic places to me and the fact that that's like the Normal. land you know I'm like man yeah you gotta come visit come in the winter <laughs> I gotta go see like a non-exotic <laughs> place is that what you're saying yeah well, you gotta so, go see something exotic like snow for you exotic for you so yeah like snow like experience no in like snow like snow. in Big Bear but like I don't have like the whole like we have negative five yeah, none of that. I think Big Bear, it's like, you know, cold, and Big Bear is like three degrees, four degrees. 
Which is cold. That's cold. That's cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we I've never still experienced the negative, like my extremities are going to fall off. Well, kind of and thing. really, I wouldn't invite you to Kirksville to experience that. Because <laughs> we I, don't enjoy you it. You like no. it too much to yeah, do that. Yeah, like, no, I, that, that's, I would, that's not on the tourism brochure for a reason. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is there a tourism brochure? There is. <laughs> there is. There is. Actually, did you know that our city bird is the bluebird? We have a yeah. city that's bird. The state it's a bird. city bird. It's also our city bird, Daniel. Not, wow, like that rain on your parade, so but isn't the bluebird technically like <gasps> a scavenger bird? I don't know. It's like Jake. just slightly upgraded from a Arizona's? blackbird. That's a good question. Cardinal. Is, is it the cardinal? the cardinal? Along with like 20 other states? Else. Yeah. It's like the cactus wren or something. It's what? I that used to think it was the cardinal because we have lots of cardinals here, actually. We also have lots of cardinals. Um. But I do remember. Yep, it's that's not the answer to the question. There we it's go. it's a cactus wren or a cactus oriole or something. Hmm. Interesting. Um, what is on the Kirksville brochure is we have four distinct seasons. That's why you should love Kirksville. Is that really See, no, that on is the? A plus. Yes, that's one thing they. That is a plus, and it is valid. Like we literally do, mm-hmm. but it's like it's nice. We winter's have rough. Three in Tucson. Fall is we so have nice on Kirksville. Summer. So monsoon. Okay. And then, like, I guess you can call it a winter, mm. but we don't it's really a desert have winter. fall because we don't have a lot of you trees don't have any leaves, to leaves fall. that fall. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a lot of changing color. Right. Um, and so we have a winter where it gets colder and it snows on the mountains and it might snow in town very briefly for a couple of days. Uh, and then it instantly just starts warming up so there's like the limbo i guess between you can't call it spring necessarily it's more just like winter like instantly starts to thaw off and then not like summer you you okay. hit april and it's warm yeah you know i think for lack of a better term winter just works yep just winter for three months going back for a second did you find out what the state bird was it's the cactus wren oh look at this Way guy to go. <laughs> i might not know words but I know my birds. Hey, but they rhyme. And I can rhyme. So you're set. All of the time. <laughs> oh, no. Solid. Oh, yeah. Solid. Yeah. So any great movies out? Mm. I really... Okay. I, maybe this... <laughs> what? You go. You go first. Well, mine is just basic. I want to see Elemental. Oh, I heard it was garbage. I don't know what that really? One is. Yeah, I heard it was garbage. Okay, then I can. I don't want to see it. I, I want to see. I'm not a Barbie person, but I want to see Barbie. Really? I wasn't even allowed to have Barbies growing up. Barbie. But I want to see Barbie. It's supposed I to be hilarious. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen any and trailers for it. Or it anything. comes out I've on the 21st. Like half the trailer. And they just make super like fun of Barbie, but it's also like. She floats down from her house, and they're like, the reason she floats down is because when you play with Barbie in the house, you don't walk her down the actual well, stairs. You, kids play with I her that way. I think that's the joke of the movie, is yeah. that it's one giant, like, little girl's imagination playing with Barbie, yeah. but, like, live action. Like like a movie. It's from Greta Gerwig. Like we talked about the other day. <laughs> Greta Gerwig made an awesome Little Women awesome adaptation. Awesome Little Women adaptation. Oh, is that the new one? And mm-hmm. she's very yeah. like, she I seems really very like sarcastic and quirky. So I kind of like her sense of humor. But then along the Greta Gerwig lines, I just recently learned from Kayleen's sister, who's very into film and up and coming stuff, that Greta Gerwig is going to be the showrunner for the Netflix TV show of Chronicles of Narnia. 
Oh. First of all, Netflix and not Chronicles sure of Narnia, not a good pair. Greta yeah. Gerwig makes it interesting. I love Greta Gerwig. Yeah. <laughs> I love what she's come up with, but her ironic, sarcastic um, interpretations of flair. Things. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of wondering: is she going to try and take that to Narnia, or is she, just, or is she trying to flex her versatility? We'll I don't out. know. Huh, I didn't know that. I'm not that. sure how C.S. Lewis is going to feel, for, wow. you know, wielded in mm-hmm. those hands. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll mm. find out. Well, mm-hmm. yes. Or I won't. I just won't see it. <laughs> I don't want to find out. Wow, denial. I know, denial. Yeah. It's true. I can deny it if I haven't seen it. Plausible deniability. And Mission Impossible came out today, and you said it was like 99% on Rotten Tomatoes? Yes. Oh, 99. I don't like Tom Cruise that much, but. He doesn't miss. At least Mission Impossible's man. It's hard. He to go runs wrong funny, with but his I was about to be like Tom Hanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a hey, joke. You can't go wrong with Tom uh, Hanks. Tom I Hanks mean, is my boy. Was it you that was saying that you like some actor because he reminds you of you? Oh, you said Jim Carrey reminds you of one of your uncles. And Jim Carrey the, and so you like, is my uncle. Yeah. Like in more, I, I really honestly think that if you guys met my mom's brother, you would be He's like, call me like you my mom used to me. always say that. He was Jim Carrey before Jim Carrey was Jim Carrey. Nice. Like, yeah. Where the whole Jim Carrey thing might be a persona for Jim Carrey. My uncle just is, is that. See, I feel the same affection toward Tom Hanks mm. because he reminds me of my mom's brother. Hmm. Yeah. So he's my favorite actor because he reminds me of my uncle Randy. Your uncle Tom Randy Hanks? must be an awesome yeah. guy. <laughs> Randy's a goofball and doesn't take anything seriously. You haven't known him. Sorry, that was a bad way life. to say that. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Randy. Strike that, Strike from, that from the record. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Just pieces Weird. pieces of him totally are tied to Tom Hanks. I only know memory. Randy as like, he's a good guy, he, but he's goofy and he's really quiet. Yeah. No, that's not Randy that I grew up with. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Randy. Sorry, it's Randy. Okay. You, mu- you are listens. Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> to our podcast Give him the credit. he probably wouldn't get that either and there are it's not like a direct it sounds like the jim carrey thing is a much stronger tie than mine but yeah it's there nonetheless i swear my my grandma jackie was julie andrews oh like in mm. princess diaries like that julie andrews I see that the way she would be like silly but also very like proper proper but mm. i was like oh my gosh this is my grandma until i saw yes. her in sound of music and she, so the Sound of Music lady. You saw your grandma in Sound of no, Music? No, no, no. Julie Andrews in Sound of Music. <laughs> Good one. Um, my piano professor when I was at Wake Tech in Raleigh was Julie Andrews in Sound of Music. Like short, blonde, older lady who had the British accent. She was Julie Andrews. Like I, I, I've never seen someone who could be more of a lookalike ever. I had a chemistry professor that cool. looks like Bill Nye. <laughs> <laughs> and was just kind of quirky and weird. I'm like, oh my Bill gosh, Nye, my chemistry professor. Are is you Bill Nye? Nye? Yeah, I should have. Yeah. I just walked in Bill and was Nye, like, the it's him. Guy. He's here. Who, which one? Dr. Humphrey, I think, okay. looks like him. My teacher taught that lady, the British lady, she told us, um, she taught us triplets by doing mm-hmm. cup of tea. Cup of tea. Not any cup of cup of tea. She's like, yeah, cup, of tea, cup of tea, cup of tea, cup of tea. I was like, oh my gosh, I love you. She, she couldn't that. just use triplet, triplet, triplet. Why would you use triplet when you could use cup of tea? <laughs> it's not British. There's no tea involved. <laughs> uh, in okay, cuppa. All right. All right. A cuppa. 
cuppa. Cup of tea. Yeah, haven't you seen Call the Midwife? Would you like a cuppa? Cuppa. Oh, have you seen Call the Midwife? I've seen several episodes, but then I had to stop when Why? I was pregnant because I started freaking oh, out. Really? I was too hormonal to <laughs> I watch was, all of it. I was the opposite. Well, I watched <sighs> most of it way before, so that helped. Yeah. I like had all of the... I love that show. It's pretty great. It's really good. After the main character left, I kind of struggled, though. Oh, really? Yeah. That's understandable, but if you stick with it... It's it, worth it. It gets better again. Okay. What's even more interesting, so you're saying like you couldn't watch it while you were pregnant because of all the hormones and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, the first episode that I watched after we lost William was the new season where the woman hemorrhages and almost oh, loses geez. her baby. Oh my gosh. And I was like... This is rough. Well, this is cathartic. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But, but it was Instant crazy tears. because like... Was it though? No, because <laughs> Emily... <laughs> well, my friend Emily, who was with us at the hospital, like when mm-hmm. we lost William and everything, she watched it before me and she was like, oh my gosh, just like heads up. It's really rough. Like, and so I went into it expecting the baby to die because... And so then it didn't. And I just started sobbing mm. with like yeah. thankfulness. Like I had never empath so hard with a tv show where i was just like so thankful daniel's coming up behind you like honey it's it's fiction <laughs> yeah it's but not fiction He's in a way one. it was so i'm actually crying <laughs> it was like i don't know in a weird way it was so like beautiful and good and then yeah. emily has to think i'm insane because then i came back to her and i was like yeah i watched it and she goes oh my gosh are you okay and i was like yes it was wonderful like the baby lived and she's like what is wrong with you i'm like he lived <laughs> i like, needed i yeah. needed that <laughs> yeah i don't know anyway i understand that yeah yeah man it was good yep. when I, fiction yeah just becomes fact almost you know yeah i couldn't watch some some episodes of like medical episodes of things that i was watching when he was going through chemo and yeah. cancer because everybody well, who went anatomy, through chemo things worse than gray's anatomy well i wasn't gonna mention the show i watched some of it and i had to stop the disclaimer is i had to stop i couldn't go through with all of it but there were several episodes where people were like dying of cancer and all this stuff and i was like yeah okay can't yeah, watch it real. anymore yeah, yeah. It's, too real. it's too real too real mm-hmm. while he's laying on the couch mm-hmm. chemo sick and all that mm-hmm. yeah too much yeah yep. yeah Speaking of drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Daniel has the best segues. I was going to go here anyway, and you just teed it up. You were going to go to drugs anyway. Teed it up with drugs. (laughs) Good job, Keely. I was going to say, I Uh, promise I'm a Christian and all, but I. Whoa. (laughs) Where is this going? going? This is a double whammy. said, Down with drugs, and I'm a a Christian, but. Please keep going. This guy knows how to set up intrigue. Here we go. This is how I capture my students. He's got the it works. It works real hook. well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I kind of, I still want to see Cocaine Bear. Oh, that Have movie. Have you guys seen that? I've heard about what? it. It's the one that it's the bear is actually. Cocaine. Yeah. High on co- cocaine it's bear. a total just like joke of a movie, but I think it would be funny. So Does there's an actual like story. Actually, I feel for real. like I've seen a poster of this and yeah. I just like scoffed at it and moved on it's, with my life. It's not supposed to be serious. Some art. people that we know really, really like it. Uh, yeah, I, Ooh, it's online. Okay. It's streaming somewhere. We could probably watch it sometime. Uh, but there was a real situation where in like the 80s, a bear got into a cabin that had a bunch of cocaine and the bear like got into it and got high on the cocaine and 
probably just ran in circles for an hour and then fell over. But they made a movie of like, well, what if the bear got high on cocaine and then just like terrorized the Wait, town oh, like, and just went bananas? Yeah. And so it's just that's the premise. I've heard wow. that it's like pretty like good, it's, funny, sh- but like unnecessarily violent, like a lot of gore. Probably. Yeah. You know, it's funny. So I feel that way about the movie Django Unchained. Quentin Tarantino. Oh, oh yeah. One of Quentin Tarantino's That's a rough movie. best movies. That's a rough movie. In my movie. opinion, like great writing, great characters, probably one of Leo DiCaprio's best roles. And at the same time, I always have such reservations Watching recommending it. that to yeah. people because it's like, um, yeah, so he takes his little joke about blood to like yeah. a, a truly ridiculous level where you almost laugh, but at the same time, it's super gross. And so you're like, well... Um, how about you watch the movie? Like, I can't even say, like, is there a TV version? No, there's no way. I mean, the house gets painted in blood. Like, it's a, it's almost end. a joke. It's <laughs> Oh, you're talking about the end? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, yeah, the, the yeah, whole sure. last, like, 20 minutes of the movie, you're like, okay. Well, and really? see, that's... This I can is... hear the gallon, like, going, like, you know, like, of yeah. <laughs> people, like, getting shot with a bullet. Like, I don't think people do that when they get shot, but... Yeah. Did you see it? Did you watch I it? I saw Fiction. I didn't see the whole thing, but I watched like the latter half with you. Oh, yes, you, you the came at the end. Great yeah. story. Ridiculous. This happens violence. to me with a lot Ridiculous of movies with Daniel violence. where I walk in halfway and I'm like, "What?" Okay. And then I finish well, okay. it with him. So yeah. th- that movie confuses me because the for one switches. Yes, it does. The tone switches dra- drastically. But that is randomly. So the Quentin Tarantino way. Is it? He almost always has like this, this almost like a switch track in his movies. And it's almost, it's not even, I can't even say it's the Tarantino way. It's also the Hitchcock way. Where it's okay. like Hitchcock used to market his movies with like the leading actor, right? And like the name that everybody knew, right? Like for Psycho, it was, I believe it's Janet Lee. And they're like, Janet Lee and Psycho. And then she gets killed in the shower like 30 minutes into the movie, right? And so the audience is like, what? Like, hold on. Then what are we watching? Yeah. Right? Uh, similar to Knives Out, where it's like Good about movie. 20 minutes into the movie, you, you know, Ryan Johnson tells you how he died and who did it. Yeah. And you don't realize you that the whole entire that with plot me, right? is actually hinged on the why. Yeah. Right? And the motivation. And the motivation reveals deeper insight into the mystery, but it feels like a switch track. Hmm. Yeah. So for me... With Quentin Tarantino's, I think Tarantino marketed it so much to be like highly Christoph Waltz and Leo DiCaprio driven. And he sets up DiCaprio to be almost like a comic book style villain in the movie. And then when he dies halfway through the movie, you don't realize you've been hoodwinked. Samuel L. Jackson is the bad guy. And like the narrative totally switches. Well, okay. So the way you're describing it makes it sound like it you're highlighting the parts that have artistic merit where it's like, Oh, I think I'm going to get this. And then I get something else. That's like a total uh, surprise to me. And then it's like, wow, there's like creativity here or there's surprise. There's intrigue. That's fair. But then even in terms of like the cinematography, like I feel like when with movies that are just like there's just a bunch of blood and shooting and people doing things like when Django the movie's is kind of a joke. highly unbalanced. I well, mean, it can't decide so if it's there's like an a, art piece or literal. There's a camera <laughs> motion that is like 
um, typical of like goofy movies where it like zooms in really oh, fast. Oh, he does that constantly in that movie. But he doesn't do it consistently. Correct. Mm. It like it happens like two or three times where it's like the way the camera moves. It's like like so, someone says so, I don't know the exact moment, oh, and then sure. it like zooms when in really fast, and it's like in their face, and then it's like. <laughs> And when then, he first introduces the DiCaprio character, that's what yeah, happens. Yes. He does the classic villain swivel in his chair and boom, you know, yes, moves that. in. Yep. And so like, but that's like cartoonish. Absolutely. But then like But then it seems like you're and watching then we a period get to piece the, the next ten minutes later, like you're watching like a historical drama. Yeah. Yeah, it's very unbalanced and, and it has an yeah, identity. And a lot of whiplash. <laughs> and the and the movie opens as like a historical drama. When they're yeah. walking at night and they're all chained up and stuff. Yeah. So what I was saying earlier was I appreciate the switch track of it, like the keeping the audience on your toes. But what I don't appreciate about the movie is exactly what you're getting at. Like tonally, it feels very unbalanced. Um, yeah. And all through message, the message thematically, it feels very unbalanced. You're yeah. like, what am I supposed to feel and think? After watching this, uh, yeah. Especially after it's like, okay, the slave owner ends up not being the bad guy, the chief slave is. Well, what and, am I supposed to think? Like, well, what, what is, and see, I can live I with that. I can live with that because that's the, that's the, the sharecropper kind of mentality. Well, it's the Black Panther thing, correct? Of yeah. like the Wakandan king who has one idea of like, no, we need to. Sorry, I, <laughs> stay with me here. <laughs> no, We're I was trying to remember. I was like, wait, how is this Wakanda? No, okay, Killmonger. sorry, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah Killmonger you. versus T'Challa. Of okay. like, okay, we're both Wakandans, but we have we have strikingly different political and philosophical, philosophical views. views. So that I think is a, like I can live with that. Of like, oh, the the slave owner's not the bad guy. The head slave is the bad guy because he has bought into the slave owner's whatever paradigm he's like he sold him oh, wow that sounds bad sold himself into that like well now no, i'm gonna yeah, play that true. i can live with that but i don't see the artistic merit of are we filming gore. a comedy movie or yeah. are we filming a historical drama right yeah especially then where i feel like most of the movie is like historical drama with weird camera shots and weird camera movements well and like a There's nightmare like, on elm street level of blood randomly in the yes. back so the then it's like okay this act. is weird and yeah. then the and then the ending the final shootout it's just like okay we're way past historical drama this is like a cartoon now this is like yeah. street fighter and we're painting the roses in the houses in the wall this is like red. street fighter violence of just like like, like he's like throwing like Mario power ups now, and he's like he can't miss now. It's like now we're well, like yeah, it's like a suicide suicide people squad. into the other room and out the window. You're like okay, right? My suspension of disbelief is just is not no that high, suspension. right? Yeah. So it's like there's a weird kind of tension, and then we just like we don't like it's not like we release tension at the end it's like we just collapse into one side well, by the time one he starts side galloping of the, thing. Side of the ditch. into the yeah. literal <laughs> sunset with his bride you feel like you're kind of robbed of the happy moment because you just feel like you just watched the 1980s teenage mutant ninja turtles yes and you're like okay yeah no i'm with you so i'm I don't know if I'm like, wow, that was really intriguing and it's like challenging me to think more deeply about the artistic value. I walk away from that being like, well, that was kind of sloppy. Yeah. It's what, <laughs> which is so hard for me. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is one of the most, the hardest movies for me to like say what I feel about it because there's a part of me that loves that, that 
middle part of the movie where like all hell breaks loose and suddenly Christoph Waltz just shot Leo DiCaprio and now Christoph Waltz is also dead and you're like what is happening right like there's that although awesome you're very hinging relieved moment. when he gets shot because it's like they, oh he's a terrible person yeah. right but at the same time you're like this is majorly messing with the line the storyline that my brain was automatically filling in like I thought I saw where this was going yeah you know and what's funny is that that movie again houses one of funnest moments i love to like show my my theater students which ooh, i obviously ooh, don't I show them the whole is? movie no. yes please honey it's yes, the she's it's the unscripted it. moment where leonardo dicaprio he's at the head of the table and he gets so upset and he slams his head on the he slams his glass down on the table his or hand. something his hand on the oh. table breaks the glass and actually gets glass and in his hand his hand open he starts bleeding and profusely. then he uses it as a prop in but that scene you can see him wave off you know the people direction, who are coming basically, to help him. Basically saying, keep it rolling. Oh, right? interesting. But you can also see in that scene the, His real the pain. look <laughs> of real concern on Jamie Foxx's face and Christoph Waltz's face as they see real blood dripping down on the table. <laughs> Unscripted. Um, and so, but they're all with it, right? And you can feel the palpable tension of that scene, like if you've seen it. It's the dinner scene where... You know, Leo DiCaprio's right. character, Calvin Candy, calls their bluff, basically. Where yeah. He's like, I know why you're here. Yeah. And so he has this explosive moment made r- real, uh, given real attention to the fact that everyone's like, oh, we're still rolling. He's bleeding. Uh, I guess we're going to find out how bad that wound is in a second here. <laughs> um, and But it, and everyone just pitches into the scene so well. I, I feel so bad for the... Um, uh, I always f- forget this actress's name, but the actress who plays Jamie Foxx's wife uh, in that mm-hmm. and who gets Leo DiCaprio's blood all over her face. Um, <laughs> and she then was probably so mad. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson, who very subserviently just kind of limps over and hands, you know, DiCaprio the, the prop napkin and to which DiCaprio goes, thank you, sir. And, you know, wraps his hand up and like Continues concludes the, the scene. Like I always just show that to my, my theater kids because I'm like guys come on that is like the spirit of improv and getting caught up in a scene yeah. but again it frustrates me because it's housed oh in this movie yeah. that is probably Quentin Tarantino's most all over the place movie like it's artistically chaotic it is very chaotic in some ways yeah. yes you know Daniel's favorite movie well one of his favorites Lego movie I do do know that one you do know that one that's why I said one of his favorites because no another Emperor's one Emperor's New Groove no, not no. Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> Do you know where I'm going with this, Daniel? You've got two options, so we'll see. <laughs> I must know. What a, I don't know, I don't if I don't know what my other option would be. I don't know what your current option is. <laughs> okay. There's so, so much mystery in this right now. Not Django. Is it a Western? But Rango. Oh, stop. Oh, that's not my favorite. Rango. I love Rango. It's not my favorite, but I love that movie. Okay. I have not seen that movie. I'm interested to hear why you... I mean, I've only seen it one time, if that tells you anything. I I just so didn't care about that movie that I didn't even think ever about watching it again. So why do you love it? Now we've spent lots of money renting it multiple times. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Just buy the dang thing. Right. (laughs) I think I did, actually. (laughs) Um, okay, so because I'm an original thinker, I'm just going to give you all the reasons that I watched in a YouTube anal- review of it. Um, Hold on. To tell You're you an what. original thinker. <laughs> yes. So you watch okay, I get your joke. Okay, I'm with you. Okay. Basically, I watched it as a kid, and it was kind of crude because Johnny Depp, and then it was like, hmm, I don't because know. Because Johnny Depp, and that explains everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then... Yeah. 
I watched, I stumbled across this review of it on YouTube where this guy just like reviews it and like talks about geek on it. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh, all of those points are like really interesting. I'm going to go rewatch it and see what I think. And then I don't know, maybe power of suggestion, something, something psychology, but I was like, no, I actually agree with his analysis, and I really appreciate this movie. It is weird how reviews actually affect your perception. Like, if you read a a negative review that also seems semi-intelligent, you're predisposed to now not like that movie as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, as much as I want to say, like, no, I take someone's opinion, I filter it through my own original. I'm not sure if I can say that. I mean, I would like to. Right, that's what I'm saying. I want to say that I I do that, but you're probably right, yeah. He can't, Jake has a really bad habit I can't. of looking I at Rotten to look Tomatoes. At so we were going to watch some what's the movie with I don't like with, wasting my time. Wait, what's the movie with Chris <laughs> Evans and the girl from Knives okay, Out? Okay, that was a terrible well, movie. Wait, what was the movie? Ghosted. Okay, Ghosted. Terrible. Okay. It came out so in bad. and my sister was like, "Oh my didn't gosh, it's so funny. You have to watch it." Oh. So we started watching it and we're like I and, didn't have to see the reviews to know that was awful. And at first we're like, "Wow, this is like really No, I looked it up cringy. to confirm. Yeah, he looked it up. It was like a real low score and I was like, "We just got to watch it." We just gotta finish it. He I validate a, my my reviews he has a really, on Rotten Tomatoes sometimes. He has a really bad habit of not finishing series. Oh. So I was like, we're gonna finish if movies. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And he was like, <laughs> it took us three sittings to finish this movie. I was like, we are gonna finish this movie, three and we're gonna pull a Gilmore and we're gonna pull a Gilmore Girls and just watch it to enjoy the cringiness of it. And we finally got through it, and I think he slept through the third sitting of it. Oh, no, no, I finished it. I'll never forget the moment that they decided to start rolling the credits. They're like, wow, that was a choice. Wow. I think that it's an hour a and a half choice. movie. I'm going to start funny. saying that more often. You saying, though, that she recommended it and loved it and said it was so funny it just reminds me of, like, we've realized that one of our friends gives that kind of movie review. Uh-huh. And I forget. And so I'm like, oh, Daniel, we need to watch this. <laughs> and now that we've done this, like... A million times yeah, not all since we've been married. Come I'm like, okay, that person. I have to remember have that to even though they're super hyped, you have to remember it's that person recommending mm-hmm. this. Oh, yeah. So let's like consider a few other things before we're like, let's go watch this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I mean, so her her father is like he is. He's so hard to find out because he will simultaneously, like, he will be the best movie recommender. And ever, the worst. but also the worst, and so it's really oh. hard to tell which one you're gonna get because he'll be like, those "Comedy ones are funny." It's like he thinks it's oh, so he think, funny. That's where it is. Like if he <laughs> says like a humor. drama movie is good, he's he's probably right. Like it's probably Action a good movies. movie. But then when he suggests like a a family movie or a comedy movie, <laughs> we've just realized like he just thinks. He's he's an easy laugh. It's 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 it, which is so funny because in real life that he's can't not. be farther from the truth. Yeah. But when it comes to movies, he's easily pleased in the comedy area. That's hilarious. Like and so what? You just watch these unfunny movies. Like like what? Like I have a little bit guest? of that in me though. Okay, that's a funny movie. No, it's not. Okay, I have a little bit so of that awful. in me Don't. because <laughs> uh, my I think my favorite movie. Is Confessions of a Shopaholic okay, just because? Oh my god, that's how, hilarious! That is hilarious. <gasps> oh my gosh! My mom and my sister love that. Movie. I love yeah, that again, one. Maybe not their favorite. We quote it all the time. It. I. It's like they say I'm a valued customer, and then they send me hate mail. <laughs> Talk about the bills and everything. Oh my gosh! What was that movie we were recommended though on his recommendation? We watched it and we were like, "What have we done? 
When was that? It was semi-recent. I don't know. Man. You know what is a good movie, though? You talked about it earlier. Um, The new Black Panther. The second one? The second one. I kind of liked because... <laughs> Jake and I like <laughs> looking at each other. Well, here's why. Here's why. Here's why. How much do I okay. want to refute this? We, a lot, but okay. You have this like prime like season of hardcore Avengers, you know, like all of like our high school time where you have like Captain America, Iron Man, you have Avengers 1, you have the Are next you Avengers. About, like, the previous phase? Like, yeah, the, the phase previous phase. And then you get... Ant-Man, what was this, three or two? We watched watched the Ant-Man one. Oh my gosh, I walked away going, I don't know what happened, and I don't know why I watched it. I don't think Marvel knows what happened. Yeah, (laughs) uh, and so then we watch Wakanda, you know, uh, Wakanda Forever. Yeah, Wakanda Forever, Black Panther, and... I'm like, oh my gosh, like that scene when they're on the ship and there's all the fighting going. I was like, this is an Avengers movie. And he's asleep watching uh, that part. But Okay, so, yeah. so, so I'm going to agree yeah. with you and disagree with you at the same time. Yes. And this is what I said in the family text when I, after we watched it. Because, first I want to give my little preview. Whitney went to it and was like, this is amazing. You guys got to go see it. This is so great. And we were like, okay. Now, remember, this came out like... Three months after William died or something. It was Mm. like around Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so definitely still very through the lens of that. So I go in and I come out and I'm like, Whitney, how could you fail to mention that the whole movie is like grief? And people dying. The whole movie is that. That's all I have to say. It was really good. Well, we went into it. The recommendation was it's life changing. What? what I, I would said, never say that. say that about that. Well, yeah. okay. Like, it was amazing. <laughs> and what I responded in our family text is I said, it was a very good Marvel movie. So, exactly. Like you said, Kayleen, of like, it is on par with phase, may- maybe phase two. I would say, maybe even a little one. lower. I yeah. still think the very first combined Avengers movie the just best. slaps harder than all the other ones. Yes, like, agreed. It's crazy. Agree that. Is that considered but, phase one? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't, the end of phase I don't know. One. Anyway, anyway, anyway. But I said, it's a really good movie, but it is not Black Panther 1. No, it's not. Black Panther 1 uh, was not only 100%. a phenomenal yep. film, but it was like a cultural just like bombshell yeah. of like what it spoke to mm-hmm. culturally and socially. Yeah. yeah. On top of it fit into the Marvel Universe and it was just a r- great action movie. Mm-hmm. Like that. It was a perfect yep. puzzle piece. You can do PhD dissertations on the meaning of Black Panther 1. <laughs> Regarding American culture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the race mm-hmm. dynamics and all of that. And just like, yeah, like yeah. all of that. Well, I think Black Panther the... 2 was like a good movie, but it was not that. Well, and I, I think agree. there's an underrated agree, agree, aspect agree. of Black Panther that is often like, you know, it's kind of like the what if, like, you know, Men um, in the High Castle is the big what if the Axis won World War II, right? And the big sure. question that Black Panther doesn't ask, but it makes the audience ask it is, what if the tables had turned and some country in Africa was the technologically advanced, industrially advanced Right, was the number one empire, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that's really the biggest historical deciding difference between Europe and Africa, was that Europe was industrially and technologically ahead. And we know that when industry and technology, you know, connect or confront uh more primitive lifestyles it takes over 
right? Yeah. So it's a, a, an interesting what if there. But Wakanda Forever, I feel like almost like the way that a straight-to-DVD sequel tries to ride on the success of its predecessor. I don't know if Wakanda Forever brought anything new necessarily to the table and it just really kind of tried to just echo its predecessor's success like Frozen 2, right? What does Frozen 2 add to the Frozen franchise? <laughs> Nothing. Just Why are song. the other characters in Frozen 2? No reason other than that they were in Frozen 1. Yeah, right? and so they're just like, fun and cute, and we're just yeah. going to continue to be fun and cute. And Wakanda yeah. Forever reminded me, and this is just my own personal taste on it, the reason why I fell asleep in it, is there is a a a writing concept, a storytelling concept, where there's action, which is like, there's action with a capital A, and there's action with a lowercase a. Hmm. Action with a capital A is what a character wants and what they're willing to do to get it, or what they need to do to get it. And that's mm. actually what drives pacing, right? Like a story feels like it's moving f- faster. Like when you say, oh, that movie was clipping along. Like there's movies that have really fast pace that have no action in it, as in no fighting, no car chases, no explosions. Mm-hmm. But you feel like, man, this movie's clipping along, right? Mm. It's because the emotional journey in the exactly. character is... is, is uh, happening quickly exactly yeah. and so for wakanda forever they're like sure there were these cool like action scenes but otherwise the pacing of the movie i felt was, like was so slow like i felt it's like it was i totally slow. agree with you i agree with you but is that because because like who's the main character shuri right but what mm-hmm. it, it was it took the movie so long to get to a point where shuri became the main character you know what i mean like yeah she, well but in a way i see that as like kind of fitting because you kind of the grief. have to do that well because of the grief context mm-hmm. like if you think about grieving it's not action-packed it is a liminal space of like what is happening what do i do with my life how do i fit yeah. what's going on mm-hmm. i think that's interesting like it's an interesting idea like and in real life we kind of attach to that but the if fact that they didn't was, give yeah. shuri like almost uh, to quote the bible she was neither hot nor cold so for me <laughs> Viewing her as a character, I just like want to reject her because she stood for nothing. She wanted nothing, mm-hmm. and that was a choice she wanted that the writers made. Yeah. She wanted revenge later, kinda. yeah, kind of. Right, but in mm-hmm. the beginning, all you see is that she's grieving, and you get the vague idea that she doesn't want to take on responsibility. Yeah. I think one of the biggest mistakes the writers made was to try and make the queen f- like be well the queen, mm-hmm. right, and. What it did is it kind of put Shuri as a character in a weird limbo space where we all know watching the movie because we saw the trailer that Shuri's supposed to be the main character. But here the queen is being what her character yes. should be. And I if feel that makes sense. I totally agree with you. I think you kind of fall into a trap though, because the elephant in the room is that Chadwick Bozeman's not here. Mm-hmm. And they had to do a huge you, lot of gymnastics to get around his exactly sudden absence. Exactly, yeah. right. Because if you... So it was doomed, basically, to have writing I think, issues. <laughs> I think so. And yeah. and so I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm, no, I, see what you're I think it's somewhat out of their control. Because if you just start the movie and you're like, all right, he's gone, we're moving on, then the audience is just going to be like... Whoa, whoa, no, whoa. But see, that's They're going to be I'm almost wondering. resentful of like, we can't, we don't just move on... From there's no T'Challa anymore and act well, like it's a, not a thing. Yeah. Like you have to almost slowly work through the beginning of the story right. to, so that we can now 
it takes us 30 minutes of the movie to accept, okay, he's not here. Right. These other characters are now characters on their own right. Mm-hmm. Right. Disconnected from him. And now we can start the movie 30 minutes in once we've accepted that he's not around. Right. So for what I was talking about with the Queen is I just wonder, like, what it would have been like if they gave Shuri a real conflict where it's like they kind of gave her a nice little buffer where she was able to just go and grieve. Yes. But how much more conflicting and therefore dragging the audience along with this conflict would it have been if the movie just she gets just dropped into responsibility like she has to rise up and take it but she's reluctant and she doesn't want to so you already get that vibe that she doesn't want to but all it ever is is a vibe because she doesn't want to and she gets what she wants you see what i mean like she doesn't want to get it she doesn't want to have the responsibility nor does she have it because her mom has it yeah and so she's actually spared a lot of conflict in the first whole first act of the movie here's this here's the thing about writing while grief is a conflict in real life for a human grief does not translate as conflict to an audience for a character correct which is actually very interesting because that's also real life yeah that like yeah. Ooh, explain well that oh that just went deep that's good <laughs> <laughs> that's real life yeah. that like until you experience grief mm-hmm. Or really, even once you have experienced grief, it's such an individualized process. Isolated. Totally. Yeah, that to the audience, they can't come along on it with you. That's not how it works. Right. That's the only goes so far. Really deep, but that is so true. So I can only imagine it would be extremely difficult to write and doesn't work well because... They needed to give her something else that was tangible to the audience to link up to. like, Which is funny, because even though we were, as an audience, actually grieving for the very real loss of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We actually felt on the narrative side a lot more sudden connection with Shuri when the Queen died. Yeah. You know, and that was when suddenly Shuri becomes, oh, she is the protagonist. Okay, here right. we go. And that was what I was huh. about to say a minute ago, is that, yes, it would have been much more narratively interesting if Shuri was dropped into conflict and responsibility immediately. But then the problem with that is, well, now we have to skip the queen. Yeah. And that doesn't go with the cultural well, like she, um, we, principles that they had set in place. So right. fidelity and in the she's first still movie. alive. And so are we just yeah. going to kill her in the first minute so that we can get to Shuri? Like there's all these, yeah. right. These, all these conundrums where like, I think you're totally right. But they were in such they a, were bind. Stuck. In suck, they were in a bind. You're they in a real stuck. pickle. Yeah. yeah. I think for all those reasons. I think so, for what they, they did, were given. They basically yeah. did what you just said, but they had to kind of draw it out to make it believable, maybe. Like, I think for okay, we need to get to Shuri. Yes. We don't have T'Challa. I'm and we need certain. to get we need the queen, but we have to go through the queen because she's technically next. Let's <laughs> kill her eventually. I am. And we then just we'll, wrote and then we'll start the movie. Black Panther I am two guys. Almost yeah. certain. <laughs> no, I'm almost certain that if the writers of Black Panther were in the room and they were letting us talk. Okay, imagine that. If they were letting <laughs> us with all of our knowledge of screenwriting talk, right? They they would probably be like, guys, trust us. We thought we actually this. did yeah. think about that, and we decided not to do that. So their decisions are probably totally valid. So all my opinions are really just like my inability to connect with Shuri for the first hour and thirty minutes of that movie. See, um, I connected with her very. Same, like from the beginning, because I was like very sad, realizing, yep. oh my gosh, that's that's right. 
Black Panther's dead because yep. I I realized Chadwick Boseman was dead, but I hadn't really processed it with Black Panther yet. And going, oh my gosh, they she you know he died, and then her grieving process, and then when the mom died and they had that funeral. No, no, no which one of the funerals? I don't remember which one. I was actually crying in mm-hmm. the while watching the movie. I was like, this is so sad. <laughs> like I instantly emotionally connected yeah. with the it. The movie had a very and it had me. They did have like a huge like advantage for lack of a better word and it really is not the right word but the fact that Chadwick Boseman in his life really did become the Black Panther like in the mm-hmm. same way that like Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man but like times a hundred you know Chadwick Boseman was the Black Panther so watching the Black Panther be mourned on on the screen was like being a virtual attendee of Chadwick Boseman's funeral yeah mm-hmm. it was wild and so they had like immediate buy-in for all their audiences, I, like without trying. Yeah. Like it's just like given to them. Like here you go. I did call the ending though. It was the end, and the you screen popped an up. I was to a like, "Marvel movie? I can't." No, but I was like, it. "There's gonna be a son. <laughs> There's gonna be a son somehow." Okoye and and him had a son, and he and then the little boy walks up. I was like, "Jake, Jake, Jake, Jake! It's his son! It's his son!" He's like, "I am T'Challa." I and like, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like that's like Marvel, like. Trying to pre buy the next fix 50 years of our life, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and we gave to it like, to okay, them already. How long is yeah. sure is a Black Panther gonna work? Well, in case it doesn't, here's his son, here's our backup plan. That's totally Marvel covering their butts, yeah. I mean, because you know. need more movies to make more money, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Though yeah. you were it talking about movies that you come in at the end of and you like yeah. watch the end, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that happened with me and Avatar. So I had oh. seen parts of Avatar oh, for she forever. She told me she had seen Avatar one. I thought I had seen she it because not. of how many so times. We went to go see Way of Water. Because of how many times I had seen so <laughs> many little parts. So we went to go see Way of Water. I was like, this is amazing. Who Turns is this bad guy? Who is no idea. And so then I, I had, haven't seen a Way of Water yet. I, oh, it's Because I heard it was just like the first one, but in water. Um, so That's probably a fair I... assessment. But <laughs> as, as a piece of... As a piece of art, like as a as a film, like the aesthetics of a it film a and the production of a film. And okay. one thing that I don't think Avatar gets a fair shake on is that is a world building feat. Yeah. Like James Cameron goes full like so many fantasy details, yeah. novel level nerd on creating that world. Well to his own detriment. defeat, his mm. own detriment, unfortunately, because he sacrifices a lot of, like, good plot writing for good world building writing, mm. and so his plots for both the first one and the second one are thin as paper. They are, which is what I've thin. heard, and I haven't even seen them because I see people. All I hear oh, you about seen them, the first one, no, because all I heard was Movie it night. looked amazing. <laughs> Terrible story. The story is just predictable as all get out you see, know but exactly it's so much what's fun to watch before it happens that's true okay so that's if i feel like a fish about tank just like <laughs> but watch it there doesn't need to be but what's I mean, so cool is it's a okay. cinematic but fish there's no tank. like four 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 hinged jawed like water beasts in my fish tank i wish there were i mean i don't yeah scary. <laughs> i don't i don't what are you talking yeah. about do you I don't know. I just never heard any urgent beckoning it's from anyone urgent. to go watch it. I would it. never say that Avatar is urgent. I'm it's hurt. more like if you 
If Half you just want to be blown away building and by you want to see a spectacle <laughs> yeah. for is three this, hours. Okay, the second one is also three hours. It is three. It's yeah. longer and than it's the first one. Those, it's, it's part of a, these two, I think there's five movies coming out. Holy or four. What? They're doing one in each different, like one was, you know, the forest, one was water, one is something, one is something else. Like that. That's too many movies. Desert It's too many space. movies. Do you know the one? No. Do, oh my you, gosh. do you know what my new favorite movie is? And I'm curious if you guys have seen it and I want your mm. take on it. Oh, this one is actually great. Okay. A Man Called Otto with Tom Hanks. Not seen that yet. You haven't? I haven't, but that's fairly it's recent. On Netflix you need to right actually now. go watch that movie. Okay. We yeah. will. It's yeah. really good. I like it a lot. Well, then Go that kills it. that because we can't really talk about it yet. Okay. <laughs> so about Rango. Um, oh, yeah. No, yeah. Please, no. Please. Uh, wait, so what are your favorites if Rango's just one that you really enjoy? I mean, so this is hard because I feel like I'm slowly, yeah, I'm slowly maturing as a movie person. And so the movies that were my favorite, like, are good, but they're not great art per se like i really liked remember the titans mm. and i like amazing grace about oh, william yeah, wilberforce oh, i'm an yeah. idiot i knew those but yeah. like those Alan are McGriffin. yeah amazing grace is more of just like a cinematic sermon as opposed to like like this is like real story art i mean mm-hmm. it's a great historical story in that sense but it's I don't know if it's art. It's just like we're gonna tell this like really cool story of a really cool person who did something that was like actually mattered. Well, yeah. It's a different kind of it's a different kind of thing. Movies, art pieces, or are they stories? Right. Uh, yes. I don't know. You know, like well, that's that's a whole other podcast. We'll but have to bring Jossie in on that one. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because movies are stories, but there's also <laughs> this like inherent understanding that they're also supposed to have some element of art to it. I mean, you actually think about the same thing applies to novels. Right, like there are some incredibly well-written novels whose stories are not as twisty and winding and long as some other stories that are just not as well-written. Yeah. Right? So Netflix is about to adapt All the Light We Cannot See, and I couldn't be more nervous for that because I loved how beautiful and poetic the writing of that novel is. Mm. But I'm wondering, is the story going to be able to be siphoned out of the writing of All the Light We Cannot See and translate into a picture? Mm -hmm. How is the picture, like the film, this is when, like what you're talking about with the art piece of the filmography, is like, how is the filmography and the cinematography going to make up for what they're now missing in the prose and in the poetry? That's fair. I also feel like I need to clarify when I say art in context of the movie, I don't just mean the visual aspect. I mean the story and the narrative. Hmm. And what I okay. what I mean by that when I say that is that if in my mind, if I think of a narrative as a work of art, what I think of is someone has constructed a fictional narrative that portrays something deeply fundamental about the human condition, Hmm. um, truth that overrides all, you know, like a universal truth Hmm. that a whole culture or maybe all humans that speaks to them on a deep level. There's like a metaphysical portrayal through narrative that is brought forth by the story. Right. And so for me, that's what I mean by the art. 
That makes sense. So, for I example, like, like the number one movie on IMDb is Shawshank Redemption, oh, which man, is also and I good. I can see why stinking love that movie. What I took away <laughs> from that movie is like that is a is a narrative that speaks to hope in the darkest places. Yeah, that there is always hope. Well, and the in the patience dark- of hope. Yes, like, there you go. Changed like man, right? Yeah. So like, so like, uh, yeah. can we? Okay, so you can make it a tweet. There is patient hope in the darkest places. Great, whatever. But can I unpack that uh-huh. into a two-hour narrative well, that becomes, where I'm going to show you yes. the deep universal truth of what I'm trying to get at through the story? Can so I that's say what that I mean by art. Saying that basically, because yeah. never say those. Can words. I show it to you? Yeah. I don't even think the word hope is even like used significantly in that movie. Exactly. And yet everyone walks away from that movie going, well, they, oh, wow. I think, yes. I think literally yeah. the word is, but I get your point, though. Is like the word they don't is preach it to you. There, but it's not like anything like at the end, like, so what we've learned, right? Right. Like, it's not a VeggieTales. It's not a Full House scene. episode where in there's fact, cheesy they... music going, and here's here's what I learned, yeah. and here's how fact, I'm going to change my ways. Sure they don't say anything. I love Full House. Though. I'm pretty sure the last words <laughs> spoken in that movie thing. is yeah, Morgan Freeman's, like, <laughs> famous speech at the end when he ironically you know says what he's not supposed to say in know. that parole meeting and then next thing you know he's out oh and, yeah you know and the, the of course the famous beach scene at the end i don't think there's any words like mm-hmm. i don't think they say anything yes mm-hmm. right and but that's a it's beautiful they don't need to right the audience i love how you just have like everything. all the scenes on tap in your brain i've seen that's... that movie a silly amount of time. oh really he i've loves, only seen it like twice he Daniel loves had never movie. seen it that's why we podcasted about it and why he no, knows that's it's not true i watched it when i was like 14 i lied i'm sorry <laughs> i watched it when i was like 14 and then i got into movies a little bit and i was like it's the number one imdb so let's go see the why. reason i've seen that movie is for the same reason that so many times is for the same reason i've seen the prestige so many times it's because every time the i wedding? go hey have you seen this movie and someone goes no i'm like okay and i pop it in and we watch it so i've encountered many people who haven't seen the shawshank redemption i've seen the movie yeah. many times the Prestige. I've seen the movie like 19 times. That Was is that like, one of the ones you sent us to watch? Mm, maybe. It's a Christopher Nolan movie that everyone seems to like. It somehow just got like lost in the shuffle of uh, his Batman movies. Like I oh, think yeah. he filmed it between Batman Begins yeah, and like The Dark Knight. It's, and it's Christian, Christian Bale, Bale and Hugh Jackman. And Hugh Jackman. I think that is one of it's the crazy. finest pieces of cinema yeah. it's ever. Crazy. So anyway, all of that to say... I really like Amazing Grace, mm. but the narrative of Amazing Grace is, I think, fundamentally a different kind of narrative sure. than a fictional narrative that is like deeply um, indicative of some abstract truth or right. thing about the human condition. And then, somewhat similarly, like Remember the Titans is just a very like feel good, everything works out in the end kind of film. That almost ends up kind of preachy of just like, if you just, I don't even know, of just like racism. Love your brother man. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. love your brother man. It'll work out, bro. And, you know, and like that, which like I love and I love what I like about Remember the Titans is like the leadership of like, I can't remember all the names, but like the white captain who's like, Mm -hmm. no, I'm willing to stand up for what's right. Uh, in the face of these racial tensions and like my other white friends who, you know, want to, yeah. and all of this stuff. Like, I love that 
but it's very it's like a veggie tales again yeah. it's not like great art it's just like i just really agree with the message that is kind of cheaply portrayed right yeah so like i feel like another movie so that now i feel conflicted some... about my favorite movies <laughs> <laughs> well, now that i processed that it something similar to what you're talking about especially with the racism thing like it's it's a hard it's a hard issue to convey in cinema because i feel like directors are like torn between like do we do we artfully come at this with some subtlety or do we just bash our audience over with the head? Like I feel like right. those are the, the pendulums that they hit. Hidden Figures gets a lot of love and I love Hidden Figures as a movie, but like could they have smacked you more upside the head with racism is bad right? that they did in that movie? Like, yeah. And they didn't do it in any artful sort of way. It right. was just like racism is bad. And you're like, okay, what, did it, what was Hidden Figures about? You're like, well, it was sort of about the, the black women who were – you know the calculators the calculators and are largely the reason why we made it to the moon but i also just sort of felt like i heard racism was bad 900 times and right. i didn't get much deeper than that right so it's like yeah which again we <laughs> back to black panther one they never said that but you well man but at the same time it's not only racism is bad it's no, let me show you what racism did to our culture. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah. the moment that blew my mind hmm. is when um, Killmonger drinks the purple juice mm-hmm. and you're just like ready to see African plains. And it's like the ancestral plains. Oh, no. He snaps into where? Oakland, California. Hmm. And that like that moment cuts, I think, to the core of what one of the things they were showing in there is like, oh, sure, racism is, is racism is bad. Do you not understand how deep the slave trade and the history of this cuts hmm. to where this character, you have shifted his ancestral planes. Wow. That his core identity from a racial perspective and an ethnic perspective is no longer Nigeria or Kenya or whatever. It's California. And then hmm. that just makes that made me pause and go, whoa, what does it That's take? Deep. What yeah. does it take to take a man's identity at that level? And we're gonna shift that to California. And who caused that? And why is that the case? And why did he end up there instead of where T'Challa? Yeah. Like that, I think, is like the the thesis statement of the movie is that moment. Well, and even like who wins. Between the two of them. Sure. And almost the sort of bittersweet there is when T'Challa bests him. And as much as I kind of rankle at, at, I'm not sure if, I can't yet decide if it's the line that Killmonger delivers at the end or the way that Michael B. Jordan delivers it. It makes me kind of like, Ugh. like it's the one time where they say, they, they kind of, they lose their subtlety and they kind of yeah. like go for the hammer blow and you're like, ah, softer like touch would have been better there. Yeah. But at the same time, it does do a good job of making you realize there's some significance in like why Killmonger was the way he was and yeah. what the movie is saying by having T'Challa beat him. Sure. Like who wins, right? Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Another, and then another thing back to, to subtlety is like when he has his vision and it's Oakland they don't then turn around and go, see, this is really bad. That See what we did to him? <laughs> right. They just show it, and then they move on, and you're like, holy crap, what did I just... Like, that's what happened yeah. to me. And no, so, and it's, that, it's amazing. And that just adds to the mastery 
of what that story was. Man, but, wow. Yeah, I, that's but something I, I never thought about. That you made me think differently about that. You're making oh, me yeah. want to turn on that movie again, bro. Dude, that <laughs> moment just like slapped me across the face, and I was like, "Whoa, like, yeah, that's crazy." I don't know. Wow, that's good. I am actually one of those white people that cried at that movie, and apparently, it's like a stereotype <laughs> of like you let uh, white people laugh at the movie, and uh, but no, I'll own it. No, yeah. I could explain why at some Laugh point. I was going to say. I, I feel like it's a joke. I feel like people make fun of like the white people who cry at that movie because. Okay. I get that. You just said laugh. White people laugh at that movie. Oh, I was trying to say two things at once. People okay. laugh at white people the stereo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So I, don't I know. hadn't heard that, but makes sense. Because, uh, well, yeah. whatever. At the end, what made me cry is that. Killmonger refused reconciliation. Right. He did not want to be reconciled with T'Challa or really with the traditional Wakanda. He wanted to take it over and weaponize it and get revenge on the world, basically. Right. And what made me cry is like, man, like, I feel like that's a picture of so many people and a lot of the racial situation yeah. in our like culture. The hand being extended, like, let's reconcile and be like, no, I'd rather just get back at you. Yeah, like yeah. how how and it, I think he's a picture mm. of like how wounded and hurt and abused over time do you have to be that you don't even want reconciliation. Mm. You only want revenge and you only have resentment and bitterness. Wow. And I do understand that like yes, we are all individuals and we all choose bitterness or forgiveness, but I think it also just speaks to the victim that he was right of the centuries long history of racism and the slave trade and slavery and all of that, and, all of that. I yeah. think, I think his outlook is, is rep is in, indicative and representative of that. That's what made me cry is like, wow, how wounded is he yeah. that, that it's come to this. Yeah. And, and I took that as like, no, this is an, a picture of like actual people in the real world in the United States and like racial tensions now. Right. And so like that made me tear up. And so whether that's corny or not, and whether that's white fragility, I don't, I don't really care. Um, <laughs> but like, that's, I, that's where I was. That's, that's where my, other, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But like, that's, that's just where my emotions were at the end of that movie. So I don't know. It hit me. We've come a long way from talking about cities in Missouri yeah. and English language. We got just, deep. Got we got deep. Deep. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure if I can climb out of this. <laughs> I think you just have to jump out and be like, all right, we're done. <laughs> I think I'm I gotta just going to curl up and fall asleep down here. Yeah. yeah. In the depths. In the depths of your wonderings. We got so Sorry, Jake far, and I just so went off, deep. and I feel like you guys are just like, nice what are they talking about? No, I just started realizing how tired I was. <laughs> I was tracking. I was li I was intaking. Yeah. All of it. I shut With her eyes so closed. Anyway. <laughs> My eyes are open. Yeah. My eyes are not yeah. closed. Well, tune in next time to hear why Rango is the best kids. <laughs> we, we I watch. still haven't actually explained I think it. I'm going to be sick on the day. I'm not going to no. be listening to that one. Daniel, I read the little blurb about I'll the prestige. I'll send you the video. we got to watch this. The what? The prestige. Yes, tune in next time where Daniel talks to us about how the prestige blew his mind or he and Jake get in a violent disagreement about the quality of the movie. Either way, <laughs> it will be wildly entertaining to listen Either to. Either way, you're not going to want to miss it. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for hanging out, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Adios. Bye. Good night.